0: The front. Party in
1: the back podcast. podcast. Sorry, I'm I went really fast Michelle.
0: there. <laughs> um, I'm
1: Michelle. <laughs> I'm Lauren and
0: welcome to the podcast. To an awesome episode. Yeah, yeah, brought to you by my business this week, Lauren. It is Michelle Price, a light worker on Facebook, Michelle Price and most other social media sites, including Twitter and Instagram and all of the like. So if you want to get in touch with me, our uh, links are in the show notes, but Michelle Price, a light worker on Facebook. I am a medium connecting to past over loved ones. If that tickles your fancy, I also am a Oracle card reader. So I read Oracle cards and I'm a Pranic energy healer and Reiki master. So I teach Reiki. I also mentor. If you want to discover and develop your gifts, uh, I do one-on-one and also group sessions and anything else you feel like you might need. I do reading healing combos as well, which are really super fun. And I work face to face if you're on the sunshine coast or in queensland but if you're anywhere in the world i can also connect to you via zoom thank you zoom uh, really great invention so Michelle I price the lightworker on facebook now lauren today what are we uh, what are we aiming for to do in terms of our theme and all of that
1: Well, as always, we do want to educate and teach. And um, one of the things that I love about our show is that we kind of encourage people to learn from our mistakes sometimes or to learn from our aha moments or our revelations. And so, you know, I think that over the years, um, I've learned to have a way better relationship with my body than I have in previous times. And I think that you're the same. And our body is the place that we live. And I can tell you this right now that when our body is not working at the you know the optimal uh, level that it could be working at uh, when when we're not treating it properly, then I do believe that it has an outward effect on the rest of our life. So today, essentially, we're going to be sharing all about what we do. Uh, maybe what we struggle with, and maybe what we're also working on to kind of maintain our relationship with our body and and to treat
0: it as best as we can. Mm. Nicely packaged. That was like a little present with a nice little neat bow. Very nice. Nicely wrapped up there. You're welcome. So (laughs) uh, catching up, (laughs) this is our weekly uh, chance, Lauren, to catch up and see what we've each been up to. So would you like me to start? Shall I start? okay well there's a there's a couple of funny things um now uh this is all quite humorous you like you know me i like to raise a vibration and have a bit of a laugh so we when we went to gladstone i spoke about how i drove to gladstone from the sunshine coast now this is in queensland australia for our listeners who are abroad and we drove uh it's over you know a week that we drove up there for and so we had house sitters so we've got a cat a dog and two birds and we had house sitters looking after our cat and our birds and we had our dog with my parents now We, when we came home, I like to, uh, I often had this little fry pan I quite like, and I, uh, you know, I was just looking in the cupboards and I'm like, oh, you know, I'm just going to get this fry pan and and do a little whatever I'm doing. And I couldn't find my little fry pan. So we had these house sitters. They were very lovely. A couple, they just do house sitting for their kind of a living now. Like that's what they do. They travel around and look after people's houses. And they looked after a a friend of mine's house over over the way. And uh, she had really good um, feeling about them. And so that's who we used and that's how we got the recommendation. Anyway, I'm looking for my little fry pan. I got home from Gladstone and I'm like, where's my little fry pan? And I'm asking Jason and he's like, where's the little fry pan? So we're looking everywhere for this little fry pan. And we couldn't find it anywhere. I'm in the pantry. I'm in the, I'm in the bathroom. I'm everywhere. And this little fry pan just didn't exist. And I'm like, I've taken a little fry pan. Where's that little fry pan? And I wanted to message them and go, do you know where the little fry pan is? And he wouldn't let me. He's like, no, no, because we won't use them again. Don't be embarrassing. Anyway, two weeks after we got home, where like Jason went to put something in the oven for dinner and there's our little fry pan in the oven. And I'm like, what's it doing in the oven? And he walks out and shows me now for the listener at home. And I will be talking about this in today's episode. I'm a vegan. I don't eat meat. I haven't eaten meat for about 20 something years. Now my little fry pan, not only is it in the oven and it's Teflon, which shouldn't go in the oven. It's full of grease, animal grease about that thick, about that thick Lauren. I didn't take a photo of it, but I should it's about two inches? Yeah. Two inches? It was, it was yellow. It was yellow. It was grease. It had been in the oven for about, well, two weeks since they'd left. It wasn't two weeks since we'd been home, but it was two weeks since, Gross. since they'd left. And we're like, oh, my Lord, because we hadn't used the oven in that time. We'd been away and all of that. And I'm like, what even is that? Can you please put that in the rubbish bin? Because you can't put grease down the sink. And so he's no. scraping the bin. It was just putrid. It was disgusting. And I'm like, you know, my recommendation for the listener at home, if you are getting house is maybe, you know, to specify around, you know, what can go in, in what part of the kitchen, you know, what can be used where, uh, but maybe you can ask someone if you're, if you don't eat meat yourself, maybe just let them know, you know, we're not meat eaters, you know, there's nothing worse than a vegan finding animal fat two inches thick in their favorite fry pan. There's nothing worse, really. Um, I've no problem with people eating meat. It doesn't worry me, but I'm like, I don't, I don't really enjoy that. Um, and I'm really grateful that my husband scraped it out because I didn't want to look at it uh, So anyway, that's yeah, my uh, big gross. Beef. Yeah, my big beef. So um, <laughs> The other funny thing that happened to us Lauren Oh my lord. Oh my lordy. Um, while we we're away on holidays uh, the housemates same housemates pulled our towel rack off the wall um, So we came home to find that in a little pile on the floor <laughs> so um yeah and they didn't message anything about it because mum and dad come over to look after the house after they left and they just went oh I don't know if you know but your towel rack's on the floor and so they didn't let us know they didn't obviously they forgot about the fry pan fair enough but yeah the towel rack was on the floor and we're like um okay and so we now because I don't make those towel racks anymore so we now have to go and try and source like new towel racks so I just thought they would have told us you know like I just thought hey like a message you know um and the other thing which was funny was that we asked for the key to be left inside the house and just to flick the lock across and pull the door shut. That would lock the house. So we're like just flick it across. I showed them, I demonstrated the whole thing. Here we are. This is how you do it. And I got a message a day after they left, so it'd already been gone for a day. And they messaged me and said, Oh, by the way, we left the keys under the rubbish bin. And I'm like, which is outdoors, and I'm like uh, okay, um, mom and dad, can you like go and have a look for the keys? And dad went and found them and, and got them, but they have been out there for like, yeah, over 24 hours just sitting outside. And the do- the so you'll back. never have these people back. Oh, look, you know, I, I, they did a really good job. They washed our windows for us. They went around and did all the windows, like they, they cleaned, they did all this stuff. So, you know, watered all my plants and did a really good job. So I'm not having a massive go. It's just the little things, you know, that you specify and you say, can you just leave the keys inside? We're very security conscious. This is an area where we have a high crime rate, you know, and and it's very opportunistic stuff. If the keys are sitting under the bin, someone finds them, you know, they're in the house. So it was just those little things. Um, But... Yeah, anyway, the the tower racks come off the wall. So next minute we've gotten home and this is about a week after we got home. Jason's there and he's been doing some some push-ups at the gym and a few things, but I don't think this has anything to do with it. He's he's grabbed the handle on the freezer. <laughs> Our freezer door is like a double fridge. It's a double fridge. <laughs> that's quite a wide handle, right? And he's just gone to open the freezer and the whole handle's come off in his hand. He's just gone yoink. And then next minute oh, I'm standing next to him and I was so shocked. He's holding the whole handle. I'm looking at him going what just happened? And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> like Literally holding this thing. That's about two meters wide. And we're like, oh my God. And the fridge is only two years old. Like it's two years old. Like you wouldn't expect seals, things like that you expect to have issues with, but the whole fridge channel. No. And it's literally held on by a tiny, two little tiny pieces of plastic, like teeny, teeny tiny pieces of plastic. So, I mean, it's just ludicrous. So, I mean, to replace that, I think it was about three bucks, which is nothing to replace the plastic. And then you just reattach it to the fridge, but that's the whole handle is held on by two tiny pieces of plastic. Like there's no screws yeah. holding it on. There's no nothing. Like I'm like, wow. And I don't know because of rust maybe, but, um, you know, it, I was just really surprised. I was like, that's holding on that entire handle. It's quite heavy. So yeah, that was hilarious. And then Jason got down on the floor and he was like doing some push-ups, going, oh yeah, like check me out. Yeah. Like as in, you know, yeah, he's, exactly, like, like pulled this thing off or something. I'm like, oh my God, that's hilarious. It was just a that's shock, Lauren. Like you just don't expect that. You're like, how did the handle get in your hand? What is going on here? It was just bizarre. It was <laughs> really bizarre. Anyway, what's been going on with you apart from moving house and all that sort of stuff? Uh, yeah, just still unpacking and organizing. And, um, you know, it's funny
1: cause the kitchen that we have at this new house is quite a bit smaller than the kitchen I've been living in or I've been using. And, uh, so it's just trying to find where everything should go. And, and um, yeah, I actually bought a chest freezer. Speaking of a freezer, bought a, my first chest freezer, such a big milestone in my life. But.
0: Yeah, great.
1: Love that. Love that. So my mother in law is coming over in a couple of weeks and we're gonna do a big cook up so we can get a bun. I like having nice home cooked meals in the freezer for yep, really. times when you Yeah, exactly. So and I'll talk about that on on the show today, actually. Um, yeah, because sometimes you know you are busy and the last thing you want to do is maybe cook or you just haven't had a chance to go to the grocery store. So having something like that ready to go really um yeah, I just really like that. It makes me feel a little bit more, I don't know, housewife-y,
0: I guess. I really love that. Yeah, it's a great <laughs> idea. We used to have one, and I never thought I'd really use one. But um, you do find things to put in it, and it is great for meals. And you don't often have a lot of room to store, you know, meals. I mean, I make sissy's dinners, and I freeze them, my dogs. So a lot of the time, yeah. it's really just all her stuff that's in the freezer. We don't have room for us. So I wouldn't be able to make anything ahead and freeze it because yeah. there's just no room apart from, yeah, her food that's in there. So that's great. Love that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cause you have a fridge freezer only. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. So I've had that for likewise. ages too, which yeah, I don't like that. I, I like to have both now. Well, yeah. I mean, I've only had it for a short period of time, but I can already tell it's great.
0: It's going to be great. Cool. Uh,
1: yeah. No, aside from that, I don't really have anything. It's just kind of getting into the groove of building the business again and um, getting in some subcontract work, which is awesome. And, well done. and uh yeah, just I think just um, continuing to move in and make this beautiful home more, more of a home. Um, I did have a whole plan to paint on this coming weekend, the dining room and the living room, but I realized that as long as there's things in boxes and not in the rightful place, I just can't do it. So I'm just going to continue to get everything where it's meant to be, and then I will start to do the whole painting because the house that I'm living in is the um, borders of the whole house are kind of a olive like it's like olive green cross with brown it's a really awful color Mm. and then all the walls are basically a off white but mostly yellow color which I don't enjoy that and Mm. um, so (laughs) I'm wanting to repaint the house kind of pretty soon yep but it takes a long time to do that we did do my office just. To kind of get it ready, and it took two full days because you had to do multiple quote uh, coats on coats, it yeah. and tape, you know, sanding and... and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, taping all that. Yeah, so yeah, just house stuff basically. Yeah,
0: so that's great. Yeah. It gives you something to focus on, though. It's a little project.
1: Yeah, it's fun. Mm. Yeah,
0: it's really good. Yeah.
1: So, are you ready to get into the show today? Absolutely. Okay, awesome. So one of the reasons why I wanted to bring this up was because I think that as we, as we mature and become wiser with age, we realize that our body is so important to take care of. Um, I know myself that I went through years and years and years of not wearing the right shoes. And so I am now at times having you know sore feet. You know, based on on that experience. So I think that sometimes we start to see uh basically how living has affected where we're at now. You know, they kind of say that when people are in their 30s, I know you're in your early 40s, but when you're in your 30s, you can kind of see a, what you did in the 20s. You can yeah, kind of see reflect on that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The reaction. Yeah. So I just thought today we would talk about what, you know, the different things are that we do and uh, maybe the rituals that we've got. And um, yeah, I just thought that was really cool. So basically I think that to kick things off, I just wanted to throw in um, that I believe that in order to have a healthy body, We really need to start with our mindset Mm. and, you know, we've done previous shows where we've talked about mindset and things like that, but I can tell you that for years and years and years and years and years and years and years, and years, you know, I had a lot of body image issues and that all stemmed from my mind. And so I think that when we can take some time out to get clear on what we are telling ourselves about our body, about ourselves, that, we can then start to enact a change from within. So I was listening to a podcast the other day with Brooke Castillo and she is, uh, she runs the life coach school and she was talking about how it's so important to get aware of what you're thinking. Now I'm at the phase and I think you are as well, where I'm aware of what I'm thinking almost all the time. Yep. Thinking does sometimes still happen to me. Fair enough. But I I'm still very conscientious of the thoughts that I'm thinking. However, I know that that took me a lot of time to kind of work up to that stage. So if our listener at home is thinking, well, I don't know what I'm thinking right now. One of the suggestions that she had, which I thought was really good, was actually to get a pen and a paper and to download, to write down all the things that you're thinking in this moment. So while you're writing down all the things that you're thinking in this moment, you can start to get aware of the thoughts that you're thinking. And then once you write down things that you're thinking, you think about whether or not, you know, why am i thinking these thoughts do they serve me do they make me feel good and then one thing that i would recommend that you do is think well what would i rather think of instead so if you're thinking to yourself oh i'm you know i look sloppy let's say okay well is that thought serving me no it's not so okay well what would i rather think instead i'm wearing comfortable clothes because i'm recording a podcast um, with michelle and there's no video you know, for example, that's Mm. probably a dumb example. I just couldn't think of anything to latch onto at that moment. So, you know, I think it's important that we get aware of the thoughts that we're thinking. And then from there we can start to change our thoughts. And that's a big part of building and continuing to develop our relationship with our body. So any thoughts on that?
0: Yeah, I think, um, I completely agree with you and it is mindset. You know, I love that you sort of said, you know, that was my mindset. It's not that I blame anyone. It's not my parents' fault. It's not anyone else's fault. You know, it's our mindset and we can always change that. And that's the thing, you know, that's empowering what you just said. And I was writing down those quotes because I do like to make note of some of the awesome things that you talk about and myself during these shows and uh, and really highlight those. And I think that was uh, a little wisdom behind that, Lauren. Really loved that. Because it is, it's empowering. You know, it means Thank that we you, always yeah. have the choice in every moment to be somebody different or to focus on something different, and yeah. you know, that's that's empowering. Really love that. Very good for young women because a lot of young women struggle with that as yeah, they grow up.
1: And what you just said there, you know, we sometimes I, I put a lot of you know emphasis when I'm working with my clients, especially on being aware of the decisions that we're we're making. Yeah. And whether or not those decisions take us towards who we want to be or away from it, but the same as our thoughts, you know, so if you're telling yourself that you're fat or you're unhealthy or you're sick or you're sore, you're tired or whatever, those thoughts are actually taking you away from the person that you want to be. And I know that for myself, you know, I built in affirmations for so many years. I think my main go-to affirmation was I'm beautiful, radiant, strong, and Something I can't remember right <laughs> now, beautiful, strong, radiant, and powerful, or whatever, uh, yeah, yeah, whatever great. it was. And so, I would always tell myself that, and so, and I would do that pretty much on a regular basis. And then eventually, I became connected to that even more and more and more, and it became my truth. So, like you're talking about, the decisions that we're making take us somewhere, and the thoughts that we're thinking take
0: us somewhere, also. Yep. Very, very powerful. Um, my my first thought that I wanted to share today, Lauren, um, and sort of building on what you were talking about is I decided to become vegan when I moved up to the sunny coast. And this is a big part of me looking after my body. I was vegetarian for over 20 years and did eat fish. I say vegetarian, but I did eat fish. But it's just easier when you go to a restaurant, you know, having to sit there and go, I'm pescatarian. What does that mean? People don't always know, blah, blah, blah. So when I go out, I just prefer to say, sort of vegetarian, don't need any meat. It's not the end of the world. I'll just, you know, have whatever. But I say pescatarian sometimes because it's like, well, you know, sometimes people don't aren't that creative. You know, you might get a plate of salad, you know, some lettuce and tomatoes and you're like, oh, my goodness. yeah. So sometimes it's a good idea to have the fish, you know, as an option. Anyway, I became uh, vegan when we moved up to the sunny coast and it was the best thing we ever did. You know, Jason sort of um, flipped across to that as well because he's a little bit lazy. So he's like, well, I'm going to give up meat as well. So it's something that we, you don't eat fish now. Um, look, I will, if I have to, as I said, like if there's nothing else, um, and especially with doing this, um, jet trek thing that I did for variety, you know, there wasn't a lot of, we're out in the country and they don't even know what a vegan is. I had to sit there and tell this lady, she's going, Oh, I said, I'm vegan. She goes, Oh, so do you want butter on your bread? And then she's like, and do you want eggs? And do you want this? And I'm just going, Oh my God. Oh my God. So people just, they're not a, you know, depending on where you are, you know, if you're going out into the country, people don't always get that, what this means. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. sometimes you do have to make exceptions, but um, typically no, I won't, but uh, if I have to, I will. So um, that for okay. me was just, I wanted to feel better, but also with the work that I do, I need to have pretty much a plant-based diet because if I'm eating steak and pasta and, you know, rice and heavy things then it's really hard to connect. So a lot of the time, you know, I I, plant-based is is basically for my job. It's, you know, I could not have a big heavy meal and then try to do a reading. Like it'd take me all day to get into it. So it interrupts our connection because your body's metabolizing. Whereas if I have something light, my body's not metabolizing as much food. And then I'm just boom up there. Here we are, mediumship, it's all happening. Um, so really it's sort of an essential thing for my job. And Jason's just followed suit, as I said, because he doesn't want to make his own dinner. So it was quite funny, Lauren. Um, I went to Mum's little craft group recently and, uh, did a bit, a little bit of knitting with her friends. And, uh, I was telling the ladies I was vegan and I got a few kind of Ooh, raised eyebrows Ooh, at that. And, uh, one of the ladies goes, well, she goes, my daughter, when she was at home, she told me she was going to be a vegan. And I, I told her that if she wanted to be a vegan, she could move out of home. And so she quickly gave up on that idea. So this lady had told her daughter if she wanted to give up meat and she was saying vegan, but I I think probably she was too vegetarian. I don't know. But she said, my daughter said she was going to be vegan. And I said, well, you can move out of home. And her daughter quickly gave up on that idea. And I was like, wow, wait, um, we, I don't think we would have gotten along. Um, but I was a vegetarian when I was at home with my family anyway. But yeah, I just thought, my God, these women, they're hardcore. Those women, they're all in their, you know, seventies and eighties. They're hardcore, man. Let me tell you. Wow. we. Um, so I quickly shut mm-hmm. up about not eating meat <laughs> It's funny. Do you eat honey? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I know some vegans who don't, but um, and I realize these labor over the honey, but um yeah, no, I think honey is a really important part of your diet. Yeah. Yeah, I love honey. It's so good. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's so good. I think that, you know, one of the biggest things that I um I endeavor to do is if I'm gonna eat something to not eat guilt. So, uh, for a long time, you know, I I tried to be a vegan in my early 20s because I did a whole bunch of research on factory farming and changed everything. But it wasn't a natural fit for my body. Mm. I found that I was always like really lethargic and I really was craving meat and stuff like that. So then I started to just eat um, wild meat and then eventually I started to eat organic dairy and then eventually I started to eat free range eggs and fish and, um, and now I eat basically free range meat and organic dairy. And sometimes if I'm out of my house and there's something that's a, um, vegetarian, I pretty much eat vegetarian anytime I'm out and I'll eat seafood, however, then it's kind of as though you can control what you can control in your own home. And then sometimes you just do the best you can when you're out, sort of like you were saying with the jet trek thing where, you know, you might not have had your ideal meal available to you. You kind of did what, what you could. And and I think it's important to, when we're making those decisions, you know, even if we're going to eat chocolate cake, let's just say, or or something that's sugary and uh, like a donut, I love donuts. uh, If you're going to eat it, don't eat the guilt that's associated with it. And I think it's really important to, to be aware of that because, a, you don't enjoy it as much because you just think to yourself, "Oh, I shouldn't be eating this." So now, all of a sudden, you're eating something that you feel that you're you shouldn't be eating. So you're, <laughs> that's going to have its own effect, and right. then you probably feel guilty on some level for eating it. So, I think that no matter what you do, it's important that you listen to your own body. So if you, you know, maybe want to eat. Uh, vegan or vegetarian, but it's just not a natural thing for you to do. That maybe there are, you can look for ethically sourced meats. I live in a farm farm area, so it's pretty easy to get meat that that's been grown locally here and stuff like that. So I think it's important that you really honor where you're at, and also don't beat yourself up if you know you can't do everything that you want to do all of the time. Again, that comes down to the whole mindset concept. Um, I remember when I was in my early 20s, I think it was, I also started to cut out sugar, eating a lot of sugar. Now sugar is in, in. I, I basically think it's in like almost everything that we eat. Fruits and vegetables have sugar in them, for example, but lots of sauces and things like that have sugar in them as well. Um, I've never gone... Actually, that's not true. I have done cleanses and stuff like that before where I've not eaten any sugar for periods of time. But what I started doing, which I thought was one of the best things I've ever done, is I stopped drinking pop, uh, soft drink, and I stopped putting sugar in my tea. I used to drink. I think I told you this before, but I used to drink maybe a couple large teas a day, and I used to have three teaspoons of sugar in each one. Holy moly! And you know, on top of that, I also used to drink pop as well, so maybe like a 600 mil Coke. So when you add all that together, that's a lot of sugar. And I know that for myself, my body started to look like I wanted it to look a lot more after I started cutting out um, sugar and things like that. One thing as well that, um, I think is really helpful. And I will say that in the last few months I've been really poor at doing this, but I think it's really helpful sometimes to make a weekly meal, like a weekly schedule, for what you're going to eat that week. Because one of the things that I've defaulted into in the last few months is um, not knowing what we're going to eat for dinner that night and kind of scrambling for something that's a quick fix or in the pantry or something like that. So I think that when you have a weekly menu, that you, know, you can follow or you you kind of plan on a Sunday for what you're gonna eat that week. It helps you to save money because you only buy what you're gonna eat. It helps you to also get excited about those meals to maybe change up what you're eating and to maybe not default to pasta and sauce, which is sometimes a really easy thing to do when it's 7 p.m. and you have maybe thought about what you're gonna eat and mm. now you're super hungry. Um, the other thing that I do and kind of in support of my deep my deep freeze, (laughs) Uh, my fridge freezer is, um, you know, when you're making meals like lasagnas or pot pies or stews or sauces and things like that, I always try to make extra so that I can freeze some so that when you go to, you know, maybe have a meal, if you haven't planned your week properly, like I was saying earlier, you have something to go to that, you know, is going to be healthy for you and, um, give you the energy
0: that, you know, that you need. Yeah, good one. I was about to say that, but you um, took the words out of my mouth. Yeah, it's great. Planning ahead. Um, Now, quitting uh, can be difficult. And, you know, growing up for me, I didn't really have any sugary things. I didn't have desserts or anything like that. We never had soft drink in the house. That was, you know, something that just, you know, I I grew up with just a dad who worked, and my mum never worked. And so we just didn't have spare cash for that sort of stuff. And they were all luxury items. So, I never had anything, um, you know, sugary. So I don't, I don't have a sweet tooth because I just didn't grow up with that sort of stuff. Um, so I've been very lucky. But when I met my husband, um, he was drinking probably four to five cups of coffee a day. He was having several cans of soft drink a day. There was just a lot. And he was a lot heavier uh, than, than he is now. And he gave up the soft drink not long after meeting me because I think I just carried on about it so much and he just got really over it. But I mean, you know, he has um, arthritis. He's riddled with arthritis. He has to get injections once a month for that to control the pain and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, certainly the the sugar is highly inflammatory and also meat. He was eating meat um, recently as well. And they're all very highly inflammatory. And the dairy And so he's given up those uh, three things and he is like running like he's doing so much and he is down into the 60s. He's never been in the 60s. He's like 69 kilos at the moment, which is just amazing. He's like so proud of himself. And he did try to give up the caffeine. He tried to give up the coffee. He he cut down, you know, the amounts. It was like half strength and all of that. And then tried to give it up altogether. And he had a week of just massive migraines it's addictive. Like it will, it, coffee will teach you a lesson. You do, do need to get past that. It can last for a couple of weeks with some people. He couldn't get past it. So he's gone back onto it again because um, he couldn't stand the headaches. So, you know, that's one thing, but I do have some, a really inspirational client of mine who studied Reiki level one with me and she leading up to doing Reiki had decided she was quitting, um, you know, smoking, uh, drinking coffee. Um, And because for her having the coffee, she had to have a cigarette with it. So it was like all of her little addictions all went hand in hand. Um, and she was also, um, or she, she was quitting, uh, caffeine, smoking, um, a couple of other things, a couple of other vices, but what she'd done was she set aside a week. So she gave herself a week to give up the, the coffee. She gave herself a week to give up the smoking, a week to give up whatever else it was. And she did all of this in the lead up to Reiki level one. And she does look so healthy. You know, when I when I saw her, I was like, gosh, you're looking good. And even beyond it, she came to me to have a reading afterwards because um, she'd never had a reading with me before and she looked even better. She was like, I feel so good. You know, I feel really, really good. But she gave herself a week. She was like, I'm going to do it, you know, this week. You know, some people use um, hypno and stuff like that. But, you know, and that was her decision. No one sort of told her she had to do it. Um, sometimes it takes a health, you know, issue for you to want to do these things, make these changes for your uh, body. But yeah, she decided to do it over a period of of weeks, which I just think is quite incredible. So I'm super proud of her and I just felt really inspired you know, by that. Um, and what an amazing woman you know, to be able to do all of those things. Yeah, yeah, incredible. Definitely. And
1: also to just kind of decide, you know what, I want to have a different life. I yeah. don't want to be that yeah. person who smokes and drinks a coffee and does all these things that aren't good for my body and supporting me. And I think that's really important. And again, it's really, it's your personal journey. You know, eventually I think you'll have a moment where you go, I don't want to continue this, the way that I'm going. And I mean, sorry to say, but the only way that you're going to be able to stop heading down the path you're going down is to make different choices. And you know, when we're adults, we buy our own food. Like I often think to myself, I'm so thankful I have willpower. Because, you know, mm. I don't buy a donut every day. I might buy a donut a couple of times a year and it's a treat and I'm going to enjoy it. <laughs> you know, yes. or if I'm going to buy a bag of chips or something like that, it's every couple of months. It's not an ongoing mm. thing. And it would be really easy to just, every time I go to the grocery store, by the way, um, it's not recommended that you go to the grocery store when you're hungry because you often do buy- I was about to say that. Yeah. 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 So, you know, but you, you're faced with the choice and you know, it's up to you. I saw this man in the aisle of the grocery store yesterday and very overweight. And he was standing there debating what chips to buy. And he was there for a good long time, looking at all his choices and, you know, he's making a decision to do that. That's his choice. He has free will. And so, you know, I'm not judging him. I just noticed that. I just noticed that I just have that you know mm. picture in my mind when I was speaking there. Um, the other thing too that's really important is obviously exercise. So for me, I don't love exercising. <laughs> I've talked about it before on the show. I don't love it. I know Michelle before has gone, yeah, I went for a run and then I did yoga and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, nope. I'm, I pretty much can do half an hour to an hour of something. And I feel like that's good for me. And it's because I'd rather do other things. However, I know that my body needs to be exercised and I know that I am happy with my weight and to maintain my weight. Um, and because I believe this is true, it's true. I need to do between two to three pretty high intensity exercise things a week. And so I know Mm -hmm. that I have to do them. And then when I do them, I don't need to do anything else. So that for me is me honoring myself on my own journey. The other thing that I will say is that my body also, not only, um, am I into the running, but it does need to do stretching as well. And I can say that since starting yes. running, stretching has really become a second, secondary thing that I just like put to the side and don't always do. So that's something that I'm really looking at bringing back a little bit more, um, doing yoga more than once a week kind of thing because I do notice that, oh, wait a minute, I, something that I could do for years and years and years, I can't do as easily now because I haven't been making it a priority. So. Again, it just comes down to just honoring where you're at. And I think it's also, uh, Michelle, a big part about not allowing ourselves to feel bad if we're not where we want to be right now. But I will say this, if you don't decide to make a different choice, you're going to be in the exact same position that you're in now tomorrow and the next day Mm. the next day and the next year and in 10 years and so it comes down to doing those small gradual things so if somebody's not exercising put on a podcast catch up on all of our podcasts all of our episodes and go for a power walk you know things like that those are all small steps that we can do if you buy chips every day maybe two days a week, you don't buy chips. It'll make you appreciate the days that you do buy them a lot more. I'll tell you that as well. And then you can slowly Mm. start to make the decisions. And eventually you'll actually start, stop craving that kind of stuff. Like I don't crave pop. Mm. Um, And if I ever want something like that, I just drink soda water, which is my favorite drink.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, you know, if it's not in the house, you don't eat it. And that's very true. You know, Jason likes to tempt me. He just thinks it's hilarious. Before I was vegan, he had this Snickers bar on uh, the fridge, Lauren, I think I might've mentioned in a previous episode, maybe a long time ago, but he had this Snickers bar on the fridge and he would position it right as you open the fridge door. It was right at eye level, right, right in front of you. And I'd always shove it behind, you know, the fruit and whatever, and I'd hide it. And i put it in all different locations and he would find it and he would bring it and he put it right at eye level. So as soon as you open the door, there it is. That's and I was never a chocolate eater, but I'm like, I know, but he'd do it on purpose. Anyway, I ate it one day. He cracked it. Where's my Snickers bar? I wanted to eat it. And I'm like, mate, that was in there for three weeks. It was white. You know how chocolate goes white after a certain period of time? they just yeah. lost all its color. And I'm like, I ate it. And he was, he was furious. And then, you know, over, you know, what is it? Um, Halloween, he goes out and buys like bags of chocolates and then throws them all in the fridge. And then we don't have anyone come to the door. We have like three people. So all this chocolates in the fridge and then, you know, and then it just leaves it there. And then he's like, oh, but you ate some of it and whatever. And I'm just like, oh my God. So it's like, he just, he does these things to tempt and if it's in the house, I'll I'll eat it. Like it's there, you know, it's there in front of you. Um, so frustrating. Just wanted to air my, uh, my little grievance there. No, but it's uh, good because what you
1: said is so critical. It's like, if it's in your house, you'll yeah. eat it. So if you don't want to eat it, guess what? I Don't, want to say don't it. buy it.
0: Exactly. Exactly. But he does it to, um, you know, not, necess- to, necessarily, not you know.
1: Jason, but I mean, like if
0: our listener at home is going, yeah. Oh, I can't stop eating junk food. Stop buying it. Exactly. Don't have it in the house and you don't want it. Um, if you see it, then you want it. Now, this is an interesting one because you talked a little about um, exercise and that sort of thing. And it's quite funny because I've got this naturopath at the moment and um, Jason, I've been trying to start a family. And so um, she's like, you know, how did you run a week, Michelle? And because she's been looking at my chi and my body and all this stuff. And she's like, wow, you know, the kidney chi, this and the, that, and you know, this is going on. And I'm like, oh, what is that? What does any of that mean? And I said, well, I'm running every day. And she was like, oh, What? uh what and she goes michelle japanese women do not run and they're because this is you know acupuncture and they're all they all wear japanese outfits and they're all taught by the japanese and all this stuff yeah it's very big so she was like japanese women do not run and they have babies and i was like oh so she's like can you cut back can you do like once or twice a week or something and i was like um okay and so i did cut back and the next week i went back there she was like wow That's that's incredible, you know the the change and and all of this stuff and my chi and whatever else. She was like, that is a big turnaround, huge. Anyway, I was like, oh, I'm doing well, I'm doing great, I'm doing great. Anyway, one morning I woke up right before jet trek, and I decided it'd be a great idea to wake up right when jet trek start, right when park run started, I should say. So park run, five kilometer run with all your mates. I woke up at seven. It starts at seven. Luckily, I live walking distance, so I flew out of bed. Jumped up, you know, got all my stuff on, ran down the thing, ran five kilometers. I ran from my bed, did the five kilometers and I'm thinking, geez, it really hurts. Like everything hurts at the moment. And it was all around sort of my glutes and my sit bones and like there was a lot of stuff going on there and it's quite painful. And then something gave way and I kind of almost fell over and that was my hamstring. Now I looked at the emotional causes and it is being vulnerable and uh, leaning on people, not wanting to lean on others and also being vulnerable, not wanting to do that. And I thought, well, that's appropriate, isn't it? And I went back to see my acupuncturist and she was thrilled to bits. I said, you know what? I actually can't run now. Uh, I did give it up mostly, you know, I was doing one or two times a week, but uh, I was like, I can't run now because I've done my hamstring and and she was overjoyed. I can't even tell you she was overjoyed, but I thought, isn't the universe funny? You know, I did cut back and I willingly cut back, but you know, and then it wasn't enough, I guess, because um, it took it, the universe took it away. So now I can't run at all. Um, because it, it just hurts. Even walking, yeah. you know, there's certain things like bike riding and swimming and all that that doesn't do anything and cross train is fun. But yeah, even walking, I walked park run and I was in pain, you know. So I, I just really feel like the universe was like, No, um, you need to lean on others. And it made Jason yeah. slow down. He actually had to wait for me. Um, which is great while we're away. So, you know, if you don't listen to your body, and and this is my message around our theme today. If you don't listen to your body, your body will give you some messages. And I never get injuries. I mean, touch wood, like I'm just not that kind of person. I don't get sick and I don't get injuries. So for me to get that and to be hobbling around all of a sudden was so strange because I'm a healer. I heal others. I'm like, what is this? what is this situation? I don't know what to do with this. Um, But I have done a lot of healing on myself um, because I'm a healer. So I've done a lot of Reiki on it. And, um, you know, I'm pretty much back to normal. I just don't want to run at the moment because walking is sort of making it feel a little bit niggly. So I'll, um, I'll just keep taking it really gently, but yeah, I just thought what a lesson So the universe or our body will teach us a lesson if we don't listen. And it will slow you down. And if you're not
1: careful, like I did the same, I rolled my ankle because I was going too fast and I needed a break and I created one. So yeah. that's, that's what happens. Yeah. Um, one tip yep. that I had that I thought was one of the, um, this is kind of like a tool to improve your life. One of the, um, the tips that my girlfriend gave me was she said that when you go to the grocery store and you buy veggies, like your carrots and your mm-hmm. celery and you know whatever you're going to buy, to go home and before you put them away, to clean them and prepare them. And what this does is it actually sets your fridge up to have veggies that are cleaned and prepared. So this is something that I don't do all the time, but I aspire to do. <laughs> so I just thought I would share that because I know that times that I've done that has been a huge difference because I'll go to the fridge and I'll snack on something like carrots and hummus as opposed to cheese and crackers, for example. So uh, yeah, I just thought that was such a great tip.
0: Do you have another tip? Great tip. And we do that with celery. celery. No, I was going to say we do that with celery and carrot. Yeah, because um, as I said, you know, Jason and his rubbish that he brings home sometimes. My God. So if I have the um, celery and the carrot and the hummus there um, and we do like a vegan, there's a plant-based hummus as well. um, Then yeah, he'll go into that as opposed to other silly things that he might bring home with him. Um, yeah. So a couple of tools that I have was I often hear from people, and this is often in readings and things, because sometimes I'll say to people, you know, more plant-based to be great for you, that sort of thing. And often they just say, look, I think it's too hard. Like, how do you do that? Like meat's so easy. And I'm like, that's ridiculous. I mean, I made a dinner last night, which was, you know, how you can have, um, zoodles, they call them zucchini noodles, spaghetti. You can buy it already done in the shop. You don't have to get the spiralizer or anything like that, but you know, Coles and Woolies, like they have the, um, zucchini noodles. Sometimes you get sweet potato noodles, things like that. You can buy them in a little packet. Literally that's two minutes in the microwave. And then I made a vegan based uh, pesto with, you know, almonds and pine nuts and all this fabulous stuff, basil and spinach, basil from our garden. We grow all the herbs and it was beautiful. The whole entire thing took five minutes, like five minutes, the whole thing. And Jason loved it, like loved it. Um, And I popped an egg on the top, you know, for him. And, um, and it was fabulous and filling like really filling and, uh, the pesto was really tasty. So, you know, it's, I'm talking five minutes, you know? And so a lot of this stuff back in the day, yeah, it was a bit harder because you didn't have the, um, pre-packaged, you know, the zoodles and all that stuff that they were doing. So you had to have your spiralizer and you know, all of that. But now that Coles is doing a lot of that stuff for you, they even have the little packets with like the cutoff, um, sweet potato chips and things. So, if you want to stick them in the oven, you just grab it, chuck it in the oven, it's done. You know, like it's so, so much easier because I tried to be a vegan 15 years ago. Oh gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Things that have changed since then. That was hard. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah. So, there's a lot more for us now. So, um, you know, it's it's super easy. So, that dinner was awesome. Um, I've got another one planned for, um, cause that'll, that'll do us two nights and I've got another one planned for the following night. So with the vegan and, and veg, um, because there's only two of us too, often this will do us for two nights, which is great. Um, and so it's really, really quick. So I'll just chuck it in the microwave, heat it up tonight, Bob's your uncle. So it's really good. So I actually find honestly, from when I was eating meat, I mean, I used to make casseroles and you know, this and that, they take a hell of a lot longer. You know, if you're gonna slow cook something, my god, like yeah. set aside the entire day. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So this sort of stuff is literally five minutes. So I don't really have to plan much. Like all I do is get all the ingredients, have it all in the fridge. Um, people can tell them I'm a vegan because I'm I'm like everything's you know, fruit and veg. Everything's fruit and veg. There's no pre-packaged stuff, I don't buy chips or any of that rubbish or any of those things. So, um, you know, that's what's on my conveyor belt. That's what's in our fridge. And then, you know, that's all ready to go. Um, we always have a salad there if we want to make a wrap at some point. But, you know, um, that's, it's really easy and it's so fast and much faster than um, eating meat. Now, one of the things I wanted to reference, and you and I are chatting about this before the show today, is the game changers. Now, there's some people who have, you know, different opinions about the show. I did watch it with my hubby, and I do recommend it to some people who are sort of on the fence. You know, I don't know what I need to do. I don't know if I want to give up. And it's Arnold Schwarzenegger in this one. And it's where they're sort of talking about elite athletes, people who are very good sports people who are even better by giving up meat, you know, being vegan, giving up the dairy and all of that sort of stuff. And as I said before, you know, meat and dairy does cause inflammation in the body. However, um, I do have a little comment I want to make on that in the party element, which is uh, touching on what Lauren spoke about earlier in terms of listening to your own individual body. I will never tell someone to give up meat. Um, I would just never would do that because it's an individual thing. So, um, the game changers is awesome. If you are on the fence and you're thinking that, you know, this is something that you might want to do. Um, I did sort of convince my husband to give up me and he went on the process and the journey to do that. But, um, what I do want to say here is, alluding to what I just said, check out the blood type diet before you make a decision. So years ago, I saw a naturopath who also looks at iridology, does your eyes, all that sort of stuff. And he sort of said to me, you know, you, based on your irises and everything going on here, I can tell that you're able to give up meat and it's not going to be an issue for you. And I did. And I felt a million bucks. As soon as I gave it up, I was like, that's the best decision I ever made. And I gave it up in a day. I, did, I just threw everything out that was meat. I just threw it in the bin. Didn't, didn't look at it again. I've never eaten it again. Um, so that was easy for me because it just didn't work with my body anyway. So I just always felt really tired when I ate it. That's me though. And that's my blood type. So I'm a positive. So you need to know, and a lot of people don't know their blood type, um, you need to know your blood type basically. And then you can look this up online or buy the book, whatever you want to do. But the blood type diet changed my life. And it was like, literally I ate intuitively and then I read the book and it was like, it confirmed everything. It literally confirmed everything I'd already been doing. Yeah. So at that point I was eating the fish, you know, white fish, you know, stuff like that and some oily fish. And that was exactly what I should have been eating. So basically my body is designed to be a pescatarian. Right. And, and I'm an I o, o positive. It awesome. So
1: it's no, not like that for me.
0: No, correct. So you do need to know your blood type. Jason doesn't still know his blood type. I'm like, you need to ask your mother this, um, but yeah, you do need to know your blood type and eat to your blood type if possible. Um, it's a really, really good tip. And the blood type diet is, um, is a great book. So that's why I say, I don't just randomly tell people because I think that's very um, dangerous, you know, to randomly say you need to give up meat. Cause I have friends at school who did and they became anemic. I'm
1: done. All right, so the party element is brought to you by my business, Raw Raw Consulting, and my free masterclass. Learn to reduce your work hours by half. In five zero, that's 50 minutes, you'll learn to stop overextending yourself without being racked with guilt, you'll create some space to stay on task, and you'll start saying no to requests. So you can grab your ticket to the free masterclass in our show notes. And I will say as well that I do do mentoring business mentoring and life mentoring, one-on-one sessions. And I also do group mentoring. So if this is something that is of interest to you, I am currently accepting applications and I would love to hear from you. So all my contact details are in the show notes. So the party element today, Michelle, is basically how to start a garden. Now there are so many YouTube videos about this, so many different types of particles. And no matter where you live, you can have a garden. So you talked about having your own basil in your garden that you grow all your own herbs. I'm lucky enough to have bought a house with um, a garden that's already established. So all I need to do is to work with my partner to keep it alive, which he's has a green thumb, so it won't be a problem. But basically, if you are wanting to start a garden, um, and this is from commonsensehomes.com, they basically talk about deciding what you'd like to grow, choosing a location, planting your garden bed, and you can do this in a small tray. It doesn't have to be a massive thing. Investing in some basic garden tools, preparing the soil, testing the soil, getting the right seeds. It's always nice if you're going to plant something as well to maybe get seeds that are already sprouting. That's a little bit easier to kind of get started and maintain. Plant with care. Nurture your garden. So some people play music for their garden. They talk nicely to their plants. They go in and they, um, you know, if things don't seem right, they do research to ensure that they're, they're working on the longevity and like doing the best gardening that they can. And then essentially to get to um, enjoy your harvest. So when you are wanting to prioritize your body and your well-being, growing your own food is such a wonderful way to get started. So that's my recommendation for the party element.
0: Excellent tip and uh, very inspirational. I've actually got a little veggie pod um, that I grow my veggies in and, and herbs and things like that. So I've got sweet potatoes, um, cause I can get out of control um if you let them grow in the backyard on the ground it's like pumpkin you know they just grow everywhere they're like a little vine so yeah i control my veggies in that way um and i've got mint and tomatoes and all sorts of things and it's a veggie pod so it sits up off the ground and it means we can take it with us it's oh, very wonderful. heavy but we can yes. you know take it with us as well yeah which is great so we don't have to leave it behind um okay so lauren that's been wonderful um now coming up on the next podcast this is something we were talking about we develop ideas, Lauren and I have a little brainstorming session every so often. And this is something that came up a little while ago that the listener at home may remember where, you know, various things change. Like we have certain things that we've grown up with in our childhood, you know, certain things are called certain things and all of a sudden the names change. And one of them was Mr. Potato Head was killed off and I was devoid. Um, You know, now he's just Potato Head, <coughs> which I did think was funny because you've got Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head. So they do have their titles and it's the same as, you know, you get married. I'm Mrs. Brewer and Jason's Mr. Brewer. I mean, you know, I don't understand why we can't have Mr. Potato Head and Mrs. Potato Head, but anyway, um, it's political correctness gone mad. So we were going to talk about that uh, coming up in the next episode. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, this has been the Business in the Front. Party in the Back. Podcast. Podcast. If you loved what you heard today, we would really enjoy it if you could let all your friends know about what we're doing. We do try very hard to give a lot of value. Um, if there is some feedback you'd like to give us, also don't forget to check out our beautiful um, anniversary video. Lauren and I did that. That's on Business in yes. the front, front party in the back on Facebook. Um, had a lot of fun recording that, you know, leave your comments, all that sort of stuff. Now, if you weren't so thrilled maybe with listening to today's episode, what should the listener at home do, Lauren? We should um we should listen to another episode
1: <laughs> sorry okay. i really wanted to say something more creative but i mean all our episodes
0: are- i know you really need to think ahead make some notes write some things yeah
1: <laughs> but the answer is like all our episodes are so different and they're all they're yeah. all awesome. So I don't know if, if you did if we weren't for you, that's fine. Just don't tell anybody. And oh, that's a negative thing, right? We're trying to keep it to yourself. Thing. Okay. Yeah. All
0: right. Thank you, girl. Thanks. Lovely. I'll talk to you next week. Yes. Sounds good.